Professor Theo is now part of the Potagon Go network for family-friendly podcasts, stories for kids, conversational podcasts, educational, role-playing games, you name it. There's something for everyone at Potagon Go. Podcast fun for everyone. We're there. You should be, too. Check out Podicon Go, P-O-D-I-C-O-N-G-O dot com. Podicon Go, for your family-friendly podcasting fun. Check it out. In with the new and out with the old. Goodbye, 2019. Happy New Year, 2020. Stay tuned, listeners. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I've been to see my friend, the Terror, who, in addition to being a gigantic beast from another dimension, friendly in spite of his name, he is also quite the fortune teller. I told him to give me an idea of what Professor Theo can expect in the new year, 2020. And listeners, some of what he told me sent chills down my spine. The terror predicted a breakout from splendid prison. Something I have caught word of in recent time travels, though I don't quite know the extent of its damage. There are a lot of supervillains locked up in that prison. The toilet paper giant, the great chili monster, the pumpkin thief. And if Tanner and Max and kid superhero Tracy Thompson have their way, Mr. X may soon see his way to splendid prison as well. I hope the terror's vision of the great splendid prison escape of 2020 is wrong, but I think we all know deep down to be wary. Of additional concern was a prediction that the terror made regarding a group known as the Natural Disasters, only one of which he caught a clear vision of, and that was Kid Volcano. But he saved the worst for last, the terror's final chilling prediction for 2020 was that my mystery lab will be shuttered, closed, forever locked up. And if that happens, my experiments, I don't know what would become of my work. The terror didn't either. He said he only saw me running away toward the sunset and into an unknown future. Other than that, I have a really good feeling about the new year. I predict lots of stories about heroic kids, treating others with compassion and kindness, working hard, following your dreams, and living a life made up of many wondrous tales. I wish you happiness and love and good fortune in the year ahead, listeners. May 2020 be your best and brightest yet. This week's story is a big one, a supersized story for this supersized episode. It's our second annual supersized New Year special. Our biggest episode yet indeed, with both an introduction 
to the Splendid Pretties Emporium and a crossover episode that features some of Splendid's finest that you have come to know and love over the past 15 months since this podcast launched. 15 months. Hard to believe. Many more ahead. I hope. Sit back, relax, and may this story begin in one year. Lull you to deep sleep. Then may you awake refreshed in a new year, ready to tackle whatever challenges it brings. In five, four, three, two, one. Mom's Pretty's Emporium. The Pet Superheroes versus the Time Bandit. Miss Priss knows her pretties. She has run the Pretties Emporium jewelry store in downtown Splendid for nearly a decade. Men and women travel from hours away, lured almost as if in a trance, to delight at the gold and diamonds, emeralds, rubies, sapphires, and so much more that fill Presley Travers' shop. But this is no ordinary jewelry store. Some people say, rumor has it, that select pieces in the shop have been bewitched with magical properties. But I can assure you that is most certainly true. I have not yet told you the story of the magic bracelet Miss Priss gifted to our son, Buck Travers, and the one time it got him out of a bind, or the spectacular necklace that Tracy and Tanner Thompson's father bought for his partner, a strange silver thing that appeared to give its wearer a keen insight into the future. You can see why some people would pay big bucks for that kind of special jewelry. You can also see why the store might be a target for thieves. And while many in the past ten years have tried to get by Miss Priss's state-of-the-art security measures, not one has ever succeeded. Until now, until New Year's Eve of this very year, that is the night the Time Bandit struck. At first glance, it looked like a normal pocket watch. It was an antique golden piece, the kind not often made anymore. This pocket watch, though, had the amazing and dangerous ability to freeze time. The watch, which always kept perfect time, always, need only be stopped by having its innards removed, and all around, except for the one holding it, would freeze in time. And that's just what the Time Bandit did. And with all around her frozen, the Time Bandit was free to do as she pleased. The Time Bandit pilfered diamonds, thankfully non-magical ones, but still, from Miss Priss's shop and broke into the nearby candy shop. She stole from a local convenience store, one packed with a dozen people completely frozen in time. She walked into a downtown movie theater, helping herself to mounds of popcorn. All clocks were frozen at 8.55 p.m. At this rate, the new year might never come. When I say all were frozen, all people froze still in time. But the Time Bandit had not anticipated the effects the magical pocket watch would have on Splendid's animals. 
many of which did not freeze in place like their human counterparts. A lot did, but many didn't. It seems that some of our splendid animals have been experimented upon with chemicals and spells that warded off the time-freezing pocket watch's charms. Not that I have anything at all to do with that. It would be up to these happy few animals to save the day and ensure that Splendid Seas 2020. I think, listeners, you all are familiar with Cole, our race car driving cat, Detective Dog, Barnum, Turk, and Porkchop, former owners of the Meatless Jackpot Restaurant, Ted, the Sea Turtle, and Santos, the Snake. Actually, I've yet to introduce you to Santos, but that story is forthcoming in the new year. I think also you are familiar with the Bat Band, the Ten Creatures, and a few other animals were not frozen in time, and Splendid is counting on them to literally save the day, no, the year. Cole was the first to notice. He was in the convenience store, in line to buy a candy bar and pop, when all the humans around him froze. He tapped them all, screaming, Hey, what's going on? And waved a paw in front of their frozen eyes, but none of them budged. Turk and Porkchop were enjoying a buffet dinner at the meatless jackpot restaurant when they noticed all of the humans in attendance were suddenly stone still like statues. Ted the Sea Turtle, who had recently relocated to Splendid from the beach, thought this wondrous town quite strange when his owners were suddenly stuck frozen in time. Santos the Snake had a similar experience, his human owner, now frozen. The Bat Band was playing a New Year's Eve gig to a large group of humans at a downtown club when the cheering and clapping suddenly stopped, all in attendance except the members of the all-bat musical group on stage were stuck. Barnum had already set out to solve the case. Eventually, he ran into his old friend Cole, and before long they were teamed up with Turk and Porkchop, and within an hour, after wandering around town, eyeing one statuesque human after another, they bumped into the Bat Band, Ted and Santos. The ten banded together to get to the bottom of what in the world was going on. It didn't take long for them to find a suspect, for one human, only one, seemed to be getting around just fine. They had spotted the Time Bandit at the downtown arcade. The Time Bandit was playing old-school video games and dining on hot dogs without having to wait in line for either and without having to pay. Our heroes followed her stealthily, as stealthily as a cat, a dog, turkey, pig, turtle, snake, and four bats could, and figured that this mysterious person must have something to do with the strange goings-on of this particular New Year's Eve. Porkchop was reprimanded for not staying as focused as, as the rest. As he had taken time out to play a game of NBA Jam, he was convinced the game was malfunctioning, though, for instead of the Chicago Bulls duo of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen that he'd hoped to play, he got two kids in Bulls uniforms that looked a lot like the brother-sister team of superhero Tracy Thompson and her brother Tanner, Needless to say, the splendid pair was not matching up well against Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway. Why does she keep swinging that pocket watch around, Barnum noted. 
and she doesn't seem to be a bit bothered that everyone else is frozen in time. 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 You okay, buddy? You're repeating yourself, Santos hissed. Time, Barnum continued. Let's get that watch. I want to take a look at it. Why the watch? Ted the sea turtle inquired. I've heard about an old watch that can stop time. Top secret stuff. It's one of the pieces in Miss Priss's shop. Miss Priss? Turk perked up. The one that rescued you from the pound? Porkchop questioned. My guardian, yeah, Barnum confirmed. I've heard her and Theo and Buck talking about it at home. If someone got a hold of that watch, bad things could be in order. The team of unlikely heroes hatched a plan. What are the chances the time bandit would be afraid of snakes? Pretty good. A lot of people are. Santos slithered up to her and sprung, hissing loudly to her face. The time bandit did not register fear at all, but surprise. She didn't understand why the snake was not frozen like all of the humans around her. What did scare her was when a talking turkey and a talking pig, Turk and Porkchop, arrived. Excuse me, ma'am, Turk began. You wouldn't have the time, would you? Porkchop questioned. Turk, Porkchop, and Santos smiled. Do snakes smile? The time bandit freaked out, turned to run, but tripped over Ted the sea turtle, who had purposely placed himself perfectly behind her without the time bandit noticing. She tripped, and the magical pocket watch slipped from her grip. It rolled just out of reach. The time bandit rose and went after it to grab it, but she was distracted by three bats with musical instruments that kept flying around her face. She swatted at them to go away not realizing that a fourth bat had swooped down and grabbed the pocket watch. Now, it was quite heavy for this tiny bat, but the bat was able to fly up into the air, away from the time bandit, and toward a nearby car. Not just any car. It was a cool, jet, black race car. And guess who was behind the wheel? Cole, the race car driving cat. The bat flung the pocket watch to Barnum who was seated in the passenger side, and then Cole hit the gas. You sure you can fix that? Cole asked as Barnum worked on the watch. Barnum responded, Yeah, I've seen Presley do it a hundred times. You know, I almost never leave her side. Watch work is hard with these paws, though. Cole raced quickly through downtown streets on his way to the pretty's emporium. Then it happened Barnum, you did it, Cole screamed. I did, Barnum replied. Look, Cole pointed to the throngs of people lining the downtown streets. They were no longer frozen as before. They were moving. I did, Barnum howled in joy. Within seconds, Cole arrived at the pretty's emporium. It was dark, empty, closed, Barnum said. Take me home. Presley greeted Barnum with open arms. Barney, where have you been? And where did you get that pocket watch? Give me that. We wouldn't want this to get into the wrong hands. Good dog. She seemed to be utterly unaware that she had been frozen along with her family, her friends, everyone in Splendid for an hour. Maybe two, maybe more. A very tired Barnum 
slumped down on the carpet at his owner's feet, an exhausted old dog, and the human residents of this town were none the wiser, clueless as to how close they had come to being frozen in time forever. At the end of 2019, most were clueless anyway. Barnum eventually told me the whole tale. Good dog. The end. And that is the end of our final episode for 2019. But we've got a lot lined up for the new year ahead. On our next episode, I'll give you an update on Tanner and Max and kid superhero Tracy Thompson in their search for the villainous, dastardly Mr. X. Until then, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful and weird 2020. Happy New Year! Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might zap you back in time. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Hi, this is Professor Theo. I would love to hear your predictions for the new year, 2020, especially any insight that you have regarding one of our many mystery lab characters if you want to send me a prediction or just any message go to professortheo.com click on the message button and you can record your message and send it straight to me your message may even end up on the air at some point in a future episode check it out professor theo Dot com. And once again, thanks for listening.